is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. On the show today, you'll find out where book publishing is going and how to take advantage of it. How to identify and avoid publishing predators. What opportunities are emerging as the book trade evolves in new forms. How to avoid losing money and much, much more. Join us now as a variety of publishing pros will deliver insights and strategies to take the author to the next, next level of publishing. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. And now, here's your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Well, I can't think of a better way to really do a wrap-up of, of this year, 218, as we get ready to propel into 219, and really taking a look of what's happening in publishing, how can you become a better publisher, a, a stellar author, um, and today's guest is the fabulous, fabulous, in my opinion, Stephanie Chandler and also a gazillion other people. Stephanie is the visionary, the CEO, the creator, founder of the nonfictionauthorsassociation.com. And she also does a, a just excellent, excellent online summit every year at the nonfictionwritersconference.com. Stephanie and I finally met in person in Las Vegas, Sin City, and uh, where we were both speaking at a writer's conference, and that she has such great information, and although she's got nonfiction in her DNA, as I do, we also are very tuned into the fiction market. So we're going to be talking about a variety of things to make your book slick, click, and tick. Uh, she is the author, co-author of a brand spanking new book called The Nonfiction Book Publishing Plan, The Professional Guide to Profitable Self-Publishing. And even though I know a gazillion things about publishing and certainly nonfiction publishing, I bought the book because there's nuggets in here that I continue to expand what I know about or reaffirm or give me a different twist, which I really, really love to do. So, Stephanie, welcome to Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing. Hey, Judith. Thanks so much for the invitation to be here with you and all the nice words. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you go. All right. So, let's just kind of jump into it. Why, you know, I always I say this, but why another book not for, for authors? Because there are a lot. I've written several uh, you know, what's the what's unique about the nonfiction book, The Publishing Plan? Well, I'm glad you asked because there are a ton of books out there about publishing, but very little about nonfiction in particular. And why is nonfiction different? You know, our goals um, tend to be different than fiction authors. Quite frankly, it's easier, I think, for nonfiction authors to get traction in, in book marketing but a lot of times with nonfiction, we tend to be business professionals, entrepreneurial, and there are ways that we can build profit centers around our books. So that was a big focus with the nonfiction book publishing plan, that you're not just looking to your book to earn the profit, but that you're building profit centers around that book and you're planning that before you ever go to press with your book so that you know what you're doing. Well, I love that idea. Um, I mean, I always think of that, too, that is uh, the book is one profit center, but um, I look at it as a spider factor. There's webbing going out in all kinds of different directions 
that can grow you. I, w- I was actually talking to one of my clients. We did her first book, oh, three years. And she's she has told me that her business has tripled uh, from that book, where it's taken her and what it's done. And we're not talking about like $10,000 triple. We're talking about millions. Yeah, so. that doesn't surprise me at all. That's the power of a nonfiction book. So the intricate power, I mean, I, I love that. The power of the nonfiction book. Um, and that is there, let, let's say you're a fiction, you're a fiction author. How do, how do they twist what they do that might make um, a, a nugget for the nonfiction world? Well, I think fiction authors need to think more entrepreneurially, right? So, um, you know, if you want to create profit centers around that, that fiction book or that fiction series, think about how you can add more services, you know, either related to your book or, or, or that are companions to your book. So I've seen a lot of fiction authors turn uh, consultants and by the way, just because you're expert, you've published a book doesn't mean you have to consult on how to publish a book. It could be consulting on a topic related to your book. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, could be, it could be consulting on a topic you're just passionate about that isn't even necessarily directly related to your book. So, you know, I encourage fiction authors to treat their books like a business just as nonfiction authors should. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm going to expand on that a little bit, that uh, I don't know of a fiction author who doesn't do, uh, number one, they're great storytellers, of course, but that doesn't do heavy-duty research as they put this baby together. Uh, I mean, you could create a, a nugget. I mean, I love little books. Um, and the, a nugget of some ideas of for fiction writers only how to do research to expand the geo, you know, the geography, uh, the theme, the history. I mean, you could do all kinds of little dr- dr- drill downs in certain areas, and it's just not research; it's just other things. Um, I, I mean, I'm sure that Stephanie, you're familiar with the um, the. Uh, Ackerman's books, the Tothoruses that she's done for like the emotional Tothorus and oh, some yeah. of the others. Mm-hmm. They're, they're fabulous books. And and I didn't know about them. I discovered them in Alaska <laughs> when I was up there working. And I just thought, this is a gold mine. Gold mine. Yeah, you're okay. right. And that's a great point. What can you pull out of your experience? that you can make into additional products, additional books, additional revenue streams from consulting or speaking. You know, we have an author here in Sacramento named Cindy Sample, and she's brilliant. She writes uh, miss murder mysteries that are all set in the Sacramento region. She actually quit her job to go at this full-time as a murder mystery writer. And there, I can tell you, there's no one in Sacramento who doesn't know who Cindy Sample is. And that is because she gets out and she speaks at every single group that will have her. And her topic has nothing to do with murder mysteries. It has to do with um, restarting your uh, dream life um, and midlife, right? So it's like midlife transitions and you can do anything at any age Mm -hmm. type of message. So she speaks everywhere. She sells a ton of books. She's always on our local news. And, and she's self-published, and she's brilliant. So, you know, take a cue from somebody like Cindy Sample and go out and really build a business around your book. And and here's the great thing that, that uh, you, you just said something which really is a jackpot nugget, that 
you can go out there and present. And, and, and what Cindy's, Cindy's her, her secret sauce is, is she's discovered being visible is what this is about. That's how she build, builds her business um, as it goes out. And the business, part of her business is selling books. And when people connect with you, that you develop a trust, you know, that they will just buy your books because you got them there. You know, they, I've, I've, I've sold a million books that way. Uh, yeah, speakers sell books <laughs> over and over again. Speakers sell books for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the name of my new book: How to Create a Million Dollar Speech. There you that's go. That's right. Um, and you take it that way. So um, I, I think that what we're talking about, even though Stephanie is an expert in the nonfiction arena, that the the, the words that you hear from her can easily translate to the fiction world. And and Stephanie, I've always been amazed that fiction people, fiction authors think they're so different from, from nonfiction. And you're not. We have so much in common. We have so much in common. All right. So let's let's just jump into some of the things that you have. I mean, and one of the things you always talk about, in my experience with you, is the mistakes that authors make. So what are some of the ones, especially newbie authors? Um, that they stumble upon uh, in in getting their books published. Yeah, so, you know, I used to own a bookstore. I opened a bookstore back in 2003 here Mm -hmm. in Sacramento. And and authors would come in every single day carrying their books and wanting us to shelf them, which we did. We were very generous with local author support. However, I mean, nine times out of ten, Judith, those books needed help. Mm-hmm. Um, they were not edited properly. They had poor cover designs. The authors were trying to do their own typesetting. I mean, these were the things that actually propelled me into the publishing industry because I grew so frustrated watching these authors shooting themselves in the foot over and over again. So, you know, this gets back to taking that entrepreneurial approach to your books and making sure that you're investing in quality editing. You're investing in professional cover design. You know, I, I understand that, that budgets are limited and, and you've got to work with what you've got to work with. But, you know, if you can plan ahead and try to create a budget for editing and cover design, those are two of the most important elements that will contribute to the success of your book. There's no question. And and also, everyone, we need to, I, I need to say, because this is kind of where one of my expertise is, is the back cover copy, um, that you really do a grabber on the back cover, because your cover, here, here's one of the mistakes, but you, you all don't understand. Your cover has three, five, maybe seven seconds to say, pick me up to the potential buyer. That's what it has. And so it's it's just got to be, it's got to jump. It's got to have a jump to it. But what they do is spend a little bit more time on the back cover copy. So, for example, I'm holding Stephanie's book in front of me right now. I bought it, um, the nonfiction book publishing plan. All right. So that's, and here's what she did totally right on the back cover. It doesn't say, and this is this is the big mistake I see all the time, Stephanie. They repeat the title of their book as the headline on the back cover if they have a headline. Right. right. So in Stephanie's, she says, "Are it's a question, are you ready to turn your passion into a profitable business? And so what's the reader going to think? Heck yeah. All right. So she's, she's, she's handled it correctly. And now it goes on and reveals 
other reasons why you want this book in your hand. And, you know, I can't stress that enough. I, I, most authors miss it, Stephanie. I don't know why. It seems so logical to me. But that's what happens out here. All right. We're going to take a quick break. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. is your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles and we'll be right back with more great information right after these is there a book in you or another author you shows you how to create develop and publish your book without being hoodwinked if you already have a book out you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live author you brings in national experts for its book camps and annual author you extravaganza it has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics through author you's extensive network Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms, and it is free. Discover Author U, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join Author U today at authoru.org. First impressions are everything in the world of book publishing. Whether your book is an ebook, a print version, or both, your book cover needs to pop sizzle and sparkle to immediately capture the attention of your audience and your book's interior needs to be just as dynamic and reflect the professionalism your readers demand nick selinger of nz graphics has won numerous national and international book awards for his cover designs and interior layouts with over 20 years of experience in graphic design he knows what it takes to create award-winning books and the many promotional pieces that authors need such as posters banners postcards one sheets business cards logos and more visit ncgraphics.com and see what authors and publishers have to say about their award-winning books and how nz graphics can make your book the success it was meant to be that's nzgraphics.com are you confused about publishing options do you know which printing option is best for your book does your stomach flip when you think about selling books? Or do you feel overwhelmed with what to do about book marketing and publicity? Get the answers and much more. Get them and from someone who knows publishing inside and out from both the traditional and independent sides how to make a successful book. You can't do it alone without paying the price. You can spend your money creating a book that turns out to be so-so. Or you can create a book that looks and feels classy, builds your brand and platform, and is a success, a bestseller. It is your choice. You choose. If you want author and publishing success, you want Judith Bryles as your book coach. 
Sign up for her weekly blogs and easing at thebookshepherd.com. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right, so to put together a game plan with you, because with me is the fabulous Stephanie Chandler. She is the co-author of the brand spanking hot off the press, the nonfiction book publishing plan. And I just want to tell all you fiction readers, get it yourself, because there is just gold in here. And that uh, one of them is just the, for example, how do you create a revenue plan? And you're saying, hey, what? Uh, what say you? A revenue plan? Yes. How are we going to create monies to come to you? Well, let's start with the revenue plan. So, Stephanie, want to jump in here? Yeah. So, you know, when I'm working with authors, I want them to think about what kind of some of the things we were just talking about. What kind of services can you offer outside of your book? You know, and and I think it's easy for you to get kind of lost in all the ideas. So, you really want to narrow it down and pick a lane or two to focus on. So we're talking about consulting, speaking, maybe some digital products, online courses. Right now, audiobooks are hotter than ever. That's another revenue stream that especially fiction writers should be thinking about. Uh, so you, you kind of want to start by brainstorming what your, your revenue potential options are, and then narrow your focus because it is just way too easy to want to do it all and then be completely lost in, a, in the focus. So that is step one of your revenue plan. Does that make sense, Judith? Mm-hmm. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes, totally. All right. What's next on our list then in our plan? So then you need to drill down. So, you know, for example, I was just uh, working with a client this morning and she's got, uh, she's got, 10 different book ideas, and they're all brilliant, so you can't do them all, right? So we prioritized the number one book that is going to be her core focus, and this is a big piece that a lot of authors miss too. Who is your target audience, and how can you narrow your niche focus? So we narrow her niche focus, and then she says, and I want to do you know, this product, and I want to create CDs, and I want to do meditations, and I want to do online courses. And so <laughs> to reel all of that in, where is your low-hanging fruit? I will tell you right now, online courses are a wonderful opportunity for authors. And there's a number of ways you can go about this. The advice I gave her was let's do two courses. You're going to do one for Udemy. Udemy, not because you're going to get rich having a course on Udemy, but because you're going to get the exposure and the marketing benefits of having a course on Udemy. And then you're going to have a larger course uh, based on your own platform, either your own website or through a platform like Teachable, which comes once you've built more of a an audience that is actually going to come looking for a more in-depth course. Am I making sense here, Judith? Yes, uh, exactly. Yeah. All right. Yes. So it's get, it's getting that focus in order and then prioritizing, because the other concern I have is when you're going off in 15 directions and you're trying to appeal to too many audiences at once, 
you're going to lose your focus. And in this, the case of this specific client, she's got one kind of broad appeal topic idea, and then she has one that's very narrow. So we decided to choose the very narrow audience because from there, once you capture that very narrow niche audience, then you can expand out from that. As, as Judith said earlier, that spider web effect mm -hmm. with your uh, marketing and your products also applies to your sales. So you start with one target audience and then you start building out from there and your revenue is you, you put it in a written plan and you start chiseling away at it and soon you're making passive income that you didn't even know was possible. Um, and, and that's what I call mailbox money. I love mailbox money. Or, or online or online deposits. I love those. Love yeah, those. absolutely. Right. All right. And then as, as you drill down, um, what about, I mean, one of the things that you and I both know Mark Coker well, and that one of the things that Mark and I had a discussion about was the um, explosion of audiobooks, which yeah. should be part of the revenue plan, I think. And I was in the studio last month doing the audiobook for my new book, How, How to Create a Million Dollar Speech. And that when you look at the growth, audiobooks are growing at 30% a year right now, that they're projecting, Stephanie, within three years, they will be at the same level of sales per unit as ebooks are. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. That's pretty stunning. It is stunning. And I attribute part of that, we can thank Apple because Apple plugged the, the iPhone is an amazing tool, right? You've got podcasts, which are also blowing up um, on your iPhone. And, and in fact, you can't even delete the podcast app off of your iPhone. It, the, Apple will not allow you to do that. And so Apple has also come out with what's called Apple CarPlay, which basically puts your Apple iPhone controls right into the dashboard of your car. There are over 200 makes of cars that are coming off the assembly line with Apple CarPlay built into the dashboard, it makes me want to go buy a new car. So right there at your fingertips, you have access to your podcasts, you have access to audiobooks, you have access to your messages and your Facebook, but everything's right there in your dashboard. Think about what this is doing to traditional radio. When you have so many options for listening in your car or on the go or in your pocket, and so I think that's why audiobooks are exploding. I love them. I am an avid reader. I read on a Kindle. I read physical books. I listen to audiobooks while I do the dishes in my kitchen and while I take my morning walk. So any way that I can consume books is a good thing. And I think this is all contributing to why audiobooks are exploding right now. The challenge for us as authors and self-publishers is that audiobook revenues aren't great. You would expect them to be higher than they actually are because audiobooks typically sell for higher amounts. Um, mm -hmm. But unfortunately, they, they Audible, certainly do. Yeah, they do. But Audible is owned by Amazon, and once again, Amazon is telling us how to run our businesses, and they are paying really um, lousy commissions on audiobook sales. Here's a, an insider tip on how to make more on your audiobook sales. Once you create your audiobook and you've got it available on Audible, join their bounty program which means that when you promote your audiobook, and that is the first book that, an, that somebody downloads as a new Audible subscriber, you will earn a $50 bounty fee. 
And if you've got a good audience and you're generating lots of new Audible subscribers, that, uh, that bounty fee can add up to far more than even your book royalties. Yeah, just, just think about this. Let's do some math here. If, if, you've, if you've got a really good email list, both, both Stephanie and I have a good email list, that, that you can have, let's say, 100 people bite your, your deal. That's $5,000. Yowza. That's a yowza. Yeah, and what if you did that every month? Right? Uh, so this is a huge opportunity. Yeah, and who knows how long they'll keep it going. We, we don't know. But that this is something you really do want to take advantage of. Um, it's very hot. And, the, and, and I've heard, actually, I've heard ranges, Stephanie, that it's gone up to $75 in some areas. So what the heck? It's money. It's, it's, it's uh, uh, th- that mailbox money I was talking about. The best. Yeah, I love mailbox money. I would love waking <laughs> up in the morning with my <laughs> inbox full of, you know, You've had a sale. You've had a sale. This is the goal for all of us, right? You've got a sale. Yes. And and then I have a quickie question, Stephanie, on what you're talking about with the, um, you know, my, my iPhone is is two years old now, or, you know, maybe it's three years old, but I don't have the podcast app automatically on it. Are you sure? Maybe yeah. you haven't updated it lately because it should no, be I on there. I update it all the time. I mean, I'll, it I'll might go, be buried in a folder. I would do a search for podcasts because it's probably buried in a folder there. I've okay. tried to delete it off my phone. It won't let me, but I don't want it to, right? Because I love that I can download all these podcasts for free and listen to them whenever I want to. Yeah, that's, that's a huge plus because you can get those little nuggets that go back and forth. I mean, that podcasts are huge and, that, and they are growing. And um, and you want to take advantage of that. And I know that I'm, you know, that we're now up on on this podcast. We've we've reached out and we're up on seven seven different options to uh, you can tap into. So you want to also don't just go down one narrow path. I think that's a mistake. All right, and that's another opportunity for the listeners, right, Judith, to create your own podcast. I mean, now is a great time to get into podcasting. Yep. What's your expertise? Expand on it and, and take it and run because there are followers out there that you don't even know about who are looking for you. Um, and this is the way then you go back to the revenue stream that all of a sudden, okay, you, you have consulting, you have speaking, what else do you have? Uh, books, but what else do you have that people would want to engage you for? That's, that's a cool thing. I love that with the revenue plan. What about selling books in bulk? What do you suggest there, Stephanie? Well, I think one of the best ways to do that is to reach out to um, people that you already know, right? So where did you work in the past? Who can you contact at former companies that you worked for and pitch them on the idea? Sounds like we have a break. Yep, we do. And um, I didn't get a little notice, so there we go. Okay. (laughs) We're good. We'll be right back. It's Author You, your guide to book publishing. This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three 
three intensive days working with just Judith, you get publishing strategies, author and book platforms, book marketing panache and pizzazz, and authoring tools to take you and your book to rock star success. In the fall and winter, Judith Bryles Speaking Unplugged includes Judith as your coach and mentor during two powerful days. You will learn how to structure a speech, how to create openings and closings, how to find gigs that pay you and sell your books, and you will get one-on-one -on -one coaching. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event. Ned Thompson and Harry Shore started Thompson Shore in 1972. They believed employees with great character would make up the best company. They were right. They hired people who were not only experts in bookmaking, but who were obsessed with quality and delivering exceptional customer service. Almost 40 years later, Thompson Shore remains a 100% employee-owned company. Ned and Harry knew that successful customer projects are a direct result of empowered employees. We specialize in all books for large and small publishers. Creating beautiful and well-made books, we're dedicated to pleasing our customers by making the experience a good one from start to finish. The personal touch we have with our customers allows us to be innovative in solving their most difficult challenges. Our platform also ensures that we can remain flexible to meet our customers' unique needs and expectations. Our marketing kit can create buzz for your time enhancing the promotion of your book during infancy. When you need to test the market to gauge your future sales, we can provide digitally printed books that will transition seamlessly into a larger offset run. From ebook to hard copy to delivery, our skillful customer service teams are at the ready to answer your most pressing question. At Thompson Shore, we know that making the highest quality books requires more than just best technologies. It requires superior customer service, professionalism to the trade, and commitment to environmental and social values. With these standards of excellence in place, you can be sure that we will always help you put your best book forward. Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Coming up, you'll hear more about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Yes. All right. We are talking book success today. Really, real major book success. And it takes planning to have that. And I, I'm always amused. When authors tell me that they they want to sell, the number one thing is to make monies. And then when you ask them, so what are you doing about making monies? So you, all those dollar signs in your eyes, what are you doing? And that's when the deer in the headlights come back at me, Stephanie. Do you have that, do you have that experience? Oh, yes, all the time. I, and I think it's just a matter of you got you to gotta figure it out. And you do have to figure it out. And so that's where that's where the plan is. But the, the revenue plan that Stephanie has, actually, she has a checkpoint list um, in her book um, on going things that really critical questions that that you need to ask yourself that maybe will really act as a really good goose 
Um, and there's, you know, there's over, there's over 25 questions in here to get going, which I think is really what people need to do. Stephanie, I'd like to, I mean, these shows go really fast. We're halfway. I'd love to have you kiss on a couple of items about uh, book launching. You just came through a book launch yourself. Um, and, you know, what's new, what's different, what can you do to continue the momentum when you first come out? Um, and also, what about author events? Uh, do you have some favorites that you that you see seem to make more of a, an impression than others? Yeah, so two huge topics there. Um, you know, on the book launch front, that we have so many cool options right now. Uh, first mm-hmm. of all, setting up a pre-sale on Amazon, I think, is an amazing option. Um, and it allows you to build some momentum in advance. Uh, there's a couple of great ways to do that. Amazon lets you do a pre-sale on the Kindle version of your book. They don't currently let you do that on the print version. Um, however, if you um, print your book with Ingram Spark, they allow you to set up uh, a pre-sale. So that means that your book is made available for sale on Amazon prior to its official release date. Amazon collects all of those sales in advance, and, and you usually want to do that at, you know, a couple of weeks in advance of the official date. And then the, the, uh, those transactions are all calculated on the date of the sale. And then your other option is uh, with Smashwords. They also do pre-order setup mm-hmm. with eBooks to the Barnes & Noble Nook store, the iBook store, and things like that. So I highly encourage pre-sales. This is a great way to get on hot new releases lists for your categories and things like that. Also, beta readers, you know, if you're not using beta readers, you should be because beta readers are the people that can help you spread the word about your book when it comes out. So I really encourage authors to make your book available to beta readers. I just went through this. My goal was to get 100 beta readers in a group so that I could make our new book available uh, in advance for them to read. And we had over 300 sign up, and I accepted every one of them because my philosophy is, um, I want as many people talking about the book as possible. I do mm-hmm. not care that I lost sales because ultimately I gain more mm-hmm. sales as a result. Of well, that. you know, um, I got the I got your pre-sale thing, and I went and bought the book on top of it. Yes, so. and many of my beta readers did the same. Yeah, yeah. So and you're right, and that's a that's another benefit. And I was really touched by that. Actually, there was a whole thread in our private Facebook group about I just bought the book. So did I. And I thought, my gosh, you didn't have to do that, but they did. And it's and what happens is that those end up showing up as a verified purchase when they post their review. And so, you know, it was it was an incredibly rewarding experience. It's the first time I've done a beta reader group, and I loved it. I loved feeling connected to my readers. I loved the feedback that I got from them. Um, you can also ask your beta readers to provide editorial feedback. That is not something that I personally like. I don't want too many cooks in the kitchen. Yep. But some people really value that feedback, and that's great. It's a great way to, to leverage your beta readers. Yep, yep, ex- exactly. And, 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 and you're absolutely right. Too many cooks in the kitchen can absolutely get you off track. Um, and I've, actually, I've seen that with writing groups, you know. That, yes. If they're not all on the same page, and all of a sudden the poor author gets just creamed um, and, and comes away really quite disillusioned. So beta readers, pre-launching, and by the way, you can pre-launch on Amazon with a print book um, if you do offset printing. So I needed to put that in. That, Good. Yes, and you're absolutely right. So that means that you're distributing your book directly to Amazon. Yes. Yeah. Right. 
Yeah, and you, uh, and it doesn't mean also, you know, you can you can do other variables, but the Smashwords will allow you with eBooks up to a year in advance to do pre-sales, um, and and then Ingram Spark, I don't know what their deadline is for their print versions. There, I mean, I'm not sure for the they, side. They actually require print-ready files in order to do a pre-sale. But um, so you have to have your your interior formatted, your cover designed. But you Got can it. also replace those files before you pull the trigger. So you know you might have your initial round of your typesetting, but you still have to go back and clean it up. You could upload that version. Just make sure you replace it before the the book goes live. So I'm going to suggest you all do that at least two weeks in advance, just in case. Just in case. <laughs> you have- yeah. And Smashwords allows an asset less pre-order. So like you said, up to a year in advance, you don't even have to have your files ready. You can make you know, mm-hmm. the announcement about the pre-order. And then with Amazon Kindle, they don't require the final file, but they do require a version of the manuscript because everything at Amazon goes through approvals. So you have to upload your manuscript and make sure it gets approved in order for that to go on pre-sale. Right. All good information. Well, how about events? Do you have some favorite author events that you like to do? Well, I think author events um, can be great, and I think they can also suck royally as oh, a former yes. bookstore owner. <laughs> uh, you know, as a former bookstore owner, I can tell you we did author events almost every single weekend, and the most successful events were the ones where the authors did a lot of the promotion. And they brought their friends and family in because if you build a crowd, other people want to pay attention. But if you're just sitting there looking bored and scrolling through your phone, you're not engaging potential readers. So um, I personally hate book signing events. I will not do them unless I am speaking. As a speaker, I will happily sit in autograph books, but I will not sit in a bookstore and autograph books. I just personally hate it. And statistically, you'll sell very few books that way. So the key to me to a successful author event is to make it an event. It's not sitting at a table. It is giving a presentation. It is doing something engaging. Maybe it's giving a demonstration of some sort. You know, I attended a great book signing where the author actually got his friends who had a local band to play in front of the bookstore in this giant strip mall. And it drew this huge crowd. And then in front of the band, they had this table of sign up for all these giveaways. By the way, the author is inside right now. Go meet him. And he drew all these people into his book signing event where he was every 30 minutes giving a little five-minute PowerPoint presentation and a talk. He sold a ton of books. The management at that giant bookstore loved him. They shelved his books forever afterwards. So make it an event. Uh, exactly. And also bring food. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend that. Um, have some kind of a nibble on that. I remember one time at one of my events, I, I went down to my local, we have King Supers, one of our big grocery stores here in Colorado. The Kroger, the Kroger whatever, you know, Kroger owns a gazillion of them, um, of different stores with different names. But I went down there and um, I had them, I just got a simple sugar cookie and we put icing on it and we made them different colors. So people had to choose their favorite color off of the colors on the book cover, <laughs> purple, uh, yellow or orange. Okay. And then we had uh, different words, snappy, sassy, salty on them. And it was fun to see number one, the number one cookie that sold was one that said sassy. (laughs) 
They all tasted the same. They all tasted the same, but people just like that word. Um, and then and then the different colors and things. And that was just really fun to see. But people like to have little nibbles. Um, they do. And I'll, I've got a, can I share with you a story of my, mm-hmm. the last time I agreed to do a book signing event? Uh-huh. Um, a number of years back, I got to contribute to the um, Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneur Soul. Uh-huh. And we had the launch here in Sacramento because the, the people who compiled that, uh, we're based here in Sacramento. We had Sherry, who founded Cherry's Berries. So speaking of food, that's what made me think of it. We had chocolate dipped strawberries. Um, we had media attention that morning. We were on the local morning news, the morning radio. They were hyping this great book launch, this book signing at the Barnes & Noble in town. Come on out. They, Barnes & Noble placed us literally 10 steps inside the front door of the store. And there was all this hype. Judith, guess how many books we sold in three hours? How many? I'm not going to guess. Eleven. Oh, not enough. Eleven books. People love the food. People heard about it on the media, but they didn't buy the books. Now, Chicken Soup for the Entrepreneur Soul has a very narrowly focused audience, which is great if that's the audience you're, you're marketing to. But the general morning news did not draw out the entrepreneurs on a Saturday morning at 9 a.m., so I guess my point is that was the last time I ever agreed to do a book signing. I hate them. This is why I hate them. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'd rather create an event. Yeah, let me just add on. For all of you, the average book signing, gee, you, you know you oversold the average book signing, Stephanie. Like the eight copies, books, I think. Yeah, the average book signing is four to six copies. Yeah. So you've got to get number one. I think that all of you need to understand they they do that. I mean, I've got a, we've got a book fair at Barnes and Noble, where you know they do pretty good and books and and we have special coupons that they cash in and Barnes and Noble gives us a percentage back to our nonprofit, which is lovely. But that you've got to really, as the author, push out to your crowd. Don't don't rely on just the bookstore patrons. By the way, don't rely on them. You have got to push out to people you know, meet me, meet me at wherever it is you're trying to do and come celebrate and and bring it about. So uh, that's important. All right. We're going to take our final break with us is Stephanie Chandler. And we're talking your success as an author and especially celebrating her new book, the nonfiction book publishing plan. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. The book shepherding concept is simple. The publishing world is changing, and so must you. You need an experienced shepherd and guide to collaborate with you as you create, strategize, develop, publish, and achieve your publishing goals. Publishing is riddled with obstacles, sometimes nightmares for the author. You do not need more problems. You want solutions. Dr. Judith Riles will shepherd you through the maze and chaos. At times, she has had to step in and rescue a book, a book that has been sabotaged by a publisher, by a publishing service provider, and sometimes even by the author. If you want author and book success, connect with her today at thebookshepherd.com. A 
Total Printing Systems, customer service is our priority. We are located in Southern Illinois. Our employees have an average of 18 years' experience and know that customer relationships are important to our continued success. We have been a short-run book printer for nearly 40 years and always stay at the forefront of technology. Our niche is from 1 to 5,000 copies. Today, we offer digital black and white and four-color high-speed inkjet printing, a cost-effective way to introduce color into your short-run titles. We, of course, offer traditional offset printing as well. Bindery is done in-house, from adhesive case binding to PUR, perfect binding to mechanical binding of all types including side sewing we provide warehousing kitting distribution inventory management a new print on demand facility streaming browser based ebooks and bookstore call us at 1-800-465-5200 for a quote on your next book project you can also visit our website at www.tps1.com Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book, if you want to be successful as an author, your guide to book publishing, everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask, is for you. Stay tuned and you'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now to get you published. So let's get back to the show. And here again is your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. All right. Our goal, Stephanie Chandler, the CEO and founder of the Nonfiction Authors Association.com, our goal is for you to be successful as an author. And there's a variety of avenues that you can go down. Um, and that there's there's good ones and bad ones. We're talking about good ones right now. And um, be in these last few minutes, I want Stephanie to come back and really give some other ideas for author events because you can have fun. You can really have fun with these, um, but we're both suggesting a bookstore is probably not going to be the primary place. Yeah, and I'll tell you, so our, my favorite way to do author events and the most successful events I've ever been a part of are multi-author events. So, you know, back when I owned my store, um, we got this idea that we would have a bunch of authors. We'd have an author, local author day. And I think we ended up having 15 or 16 authors. We literally had to put them on the the um, sidewalk outside the door. You know, we had to clear shelves out. We had to make all this space for this multi-author event. But here's what happened. All of the authors who were invited to participate promoted it to their networks. And then we added a charitable component. So I'm a crazy cat lady. We supported a local cat sanctuary. And so a portion of proceeds from that day went to the local sanctuary. We had a donation box for them. And we got media coverage. It was hugely, wildly successful. It was the best sales day we ever had in that bookstore. So multi-author events, if you want to coordinate it, don't just sit there at Barnes & Noble by yourself. Offer to bring in. 10 authors and turn it into an event or go host it yourself at a restaurant, at a school, at an organization that, that complements your book, at a nonprofit and invite others to participate. Mm-hmm. Mm. I have to, I, just to share with our group, one of the most stunning events I went to as uh, uh, one of one of my clients had her first fiction book come out and she had a friend who was a member of a country club and had just adored her and had just wanted to do a thank you for just all the amazing years of friendship we showed up and the name of the book was to tuscany with love 
as we walked up the whole the whole pathway, Stephanie was lined with sunflowers. We walked into the doors to this ballroom, and there was a ma- t- two mandolins playing. There was an array of food, a la Tuscany, that was stunning. Her book was blown up and encased in an ice block. Uh, there was a pastry cart that I thought I might as well just strip down my clothes and roll them on on because that's where they were going to go on. There was a fabulous coffee cart. I mean, it was an event. She sold 280 books. Wow. It was an event. It was an event. So if you have anybody, my here I'm going to segue here. If you have anybody who has a lovely, lovely home, who loves to have parties, why don't you ask, would you like to have a party for me? And invite all your friends and just see what happens. It may be an amazing event, an amazing event celebrating you. And, you know, it never hurts. That's my attitude. It never hurts. Right. Great suggestions. Yeah. All right. So bulk books. What about selling bulk books? So lots of options for selling bulk sales. And we got cut off when we started to talk about this earlier. But, you know, start by reaching out to people you know. You know, really sit down and brainstorm past coworkers or managers of companies where you've worked. Who would, would be willing to buy your book in a large quantity, maybe to give away to their staff or to their clients or as a promotional product? You know, this, we forget that we, we might know somebody, maybe in your alumni organization or in um, a trade association that you're involved with or your local chamber of commerce. Who do you know? Brainstorm that list. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, Judith, you've got your new book out about speaking. Mm-hmm. Pre-sell your books for speaking engagements. That's a great way to create revenue. So, you know, you negotiate. You're going to have 100 people at the at the show. I'll give you a discounted, you know, rate to buy the books at, you know, 25% off for everyone in attendance. That's another great way. Uh, I just wrote a, a, a blog post about how to sell your books into colleges. I, a couple of my books have been picked up by colleges and while they're not ordering a thousand books at a time, every course orders forty or fifty books every trimester or semester, and those books get reused. And what's really fun about colleges is that you can Skype with the class. So this happened. I had a business startup guide. I had a number of different colleges picked up the book, and one of the instructors reached out and said, "Would you be willing to Skype with my class? They'd love to ask you questions." That was so much fun for me as an author to get to talk to these eager readers who were so excited that they got to meet the author. Uh, And I've since done that um, a number of times with the different college classes. So, you know, get out of the box. Who could use your book and want to buy it in larger numbers on a consistent basis? Exactly. And that's, it's really, and you, and you move it out and you discount. And Stephanie, by the way, that's how I started my own publishing company. I had a speaking gig. They called me back and said, could you ask your publisher if they'd give us a discount because we want to buy a few books. Well, I didn't, you know, I had just taken back the rights of that book. I bought all the remainder stock, which is 60 books. So I thought surely a few is under 60. Then they said, we'd like a thousand. That's what propelled me into starting Mile High Press. All right. Last last, uh, idea we want to throw out. Amazon is certainly a giant, um, is going to be a seller of your books. 
let's talk about Amazon ads. What's hot? What's cold? What works? What doesn't work? So Amazon ads is something that every single author listening to this should be investing in because they are currently incredibly affordable, and I know that's going to change in the coming years as the competition gets greater there. You really have two choices of the types of ads. There are keyword-based ads, which promotes your book in the sponsored you know, books area on, on book pages. And then there are display ads, which put your book up on Kindle readers and in the sidebars on Amazon. I really like the keyword-based ads. There's two ways you can do that. You can do them automatically where you let Amazon just determine what keywords are going to work and promote your books that way, or you can set your own keywords. So think about keywords that your readers would use to find your book, topics from your book, those types of things. Put in titles of competing books and competing authors. And then that means that your ads are going to show up when, when potential readers search for those keyword terms. Now, you only pay when somebody clicks on your ad, not when they see it, when they click on it. And currently, the per-click rates are, are as low as $0.10, cents, uh, and I've seen them as high as around a dollar. So if you're converting your ads, let's say you set a budget of $10 a day, and you sell $20 or more in books, you're coming out ahead. That's called a great ROI, a return on your investment. And that is your goal, and it's very easy to do provided, as Judith said earlier, you've got great marketing copy, you've got a wonderful cover, and when people visit your book page, you convert them into buyers. So I strongly encourage everyone to be using Amazon ads, playing with them, tweaking them, and you could generate far more sales than you are today with thanks to those ads. And, and I'm a. I, I think the 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 click way is the way to go based on the keyword um, idea. And I think that you there was a little nugget in here that let's let's kiss on that a little bit more, Stephanie. And it was who are your comparable titles? Not only the name of the book, but the author's name. Those are two separate keyword or keyword phrases that you want to put in. You put as many as you can. Um, because that brings you into another zone. And a lot of authors just think they're looking for like the hashtag keywords, Stephanie, and that's wrong. <laughs> that's not you Yes, do them. But that the uh, other, you've got to think, I, I think what's important here is to really get that you have to go in and, um, and think like a regular person searching for something. Maybe they heard right. somebody's name or an idea. So they're going to start playing around. That's right. And you, the other nice thing that Amazon does with these ads is that you can look at your ad results at any time and break it down by keyword. So it shows you which keywords are converting the most sales, which keywords are, are not converting the most sales so that you can tune your ads. You can turn off keywords that aren't performing well. You can add more keywords at any time. You can have up to a 1,000 keyword phrases on a, on a single ad. You can also have multiple ads with different sets of keywords, and, and you can test those. So, you know, and even if you set a budget of $10 a day, it, rarely does Amazon actually use up that entire budget. So, you know, just know that as long as you're producing sales that make up for that ad spend, it's worthwhile. It's worth testing. 
So start with a $100 budget and see what kind of ad results you can get. Spread that out. You know, you don't want to judge ad results off a week. You want to judge them off a month or more. Ideally, I would say three months to see mm -hmm. what trends in your keywords and what you're getting the best results with. Yeah, so you're going to spend a little money, but but if if something if you know, and also it's how you write your ad campaign. So you really need to make sure that your ad is written up that has some compelling pull to it, um, and and going on, and and that's just really really essential. All right, Stephanie, we have about oh sixty seconds left. So any last minute tidbits you want to share? You take your book seriously. Treat it like a business. You know, produce it as professionally as possible. Think about your revenue streams. Build a formal plan. Put it in writing. You know, that's what business owners do. We create business plans. Do the same for your book. Right. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why I've told a lot of authors, write a book proposal, but I'm not going to sell to New York as a response. That's not what it's for. It's to have you focused. It's to keep you on track. It's to really bring you into your game especially when we go astray, which we do at times, right? That's right. We sure do. Even you uh, and I do occasionally, Judith, right? Oh, <laughs> We're yes. We're not perfect. No, uh, no, 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 no. All right, everyone, do get the nonfiction book publishing plan. Stephanie Chandler is the co-author with Carl Polichuk, and it's available on all your favorite online stores, um, and it will make a difference. It's, and actually, you can get the Kindle. I'm going to recommend you get the print also because you're going to be referring back to it all the time. And with that, Happy New Year, everyone. And we will see you next year with a whole new slate of shows. This is Judith Browse, your book shepherd. a part of your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask with your host dr judith briles each week